0: everybody, how's it going today? I apologize if uh, there's a lot of background noise. I'm doing tonight's podcast from the San Diego airport, so uh, there's going to be some occasional interruptions. Sorry about that, but I didn't want to wait and do this till tomorrow. By the time I get in tomorrow morning and my Bills are playing the Patriots, it'll be tomorrow night, so I just kind of wanted to get this at least posted so those of you who have um notifications on the app um, they'll be able to uh, get the notification at least listen to it at their leisure in the morning so, uh, that's where we're at so let's get right to the questions and we'll go from there it says number one hi todd what are your thoughts on the preferred shares going forward if a letter of agreement is not agreed to prior to some september 30th net worth payment it would seem concerning um so i guess my comment is that if is concerning to both the preferred and the common if there's no letter of intent um on the 30th i'm hearing rumors that again these are i'm hearing rumors i don't know the truth it is that they will be announcement before the market opens on monday that they are going to regarding whatever they're going to do with the network suite. um delay it stop it, not make the payment but keep the network sleep what are they going to do that before the market opens on monday uh perhaps sunday night uh there will be some sort of announcement from treasury and fhfa uh, i'd be really surprised if there wasn't both Minuchin and calabria have said um, they want to do it immediately so to not get something done before this deadline and to make that payment uh, i think both of them lose a lot of credibility and in the current climate i don't think that would be healthy so i am under the um, under the assumption that something's going to be announced Sunday night or Monday morning. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know what form it's going to take. But um, I don't think they're going to make the payment. And I, but I do think the announcement is going to be made regarding that then. So uh, they have to say something Monday. They could, they, you know, they could say something Monday after the close. Um, the payment's due the 30th. doesn't say it's due before 4 o'clock. It doesn't say it's due before noon. So they could pay it at midnight. Or 11:59 on the 30th would still be within the contractual obligations of the network suite. And honestly, all they're doing is making about they're making an accounting transfer in the book. So it's not like anyone's going online and transferring money. So, um, you know, I, I think it's going to happen. I don't know when, but the rumors I'm hearing are late Sunday night, early Monday morning announcement gets made. Uh, any chance of discussing VPG? Absolutely. Uh, so VPGs run into a bit of a Bit of a problem since July, went down to 29, back up to 35 and it's around 32 now. Uh, VCA does a lot of Asia trade and they're getting caught up in the the trade spat. I don't think it's affecting results. Um, They haven't been saying in any earnings calls that their trade issues have been affecting their results. I think the problem is it's a fairly illiquid, small cap stock. And whenever there's any sort of disruption or concern, uh, those stocks in general seem to get, tend to get taken to the woodshed. Uh, the flip side is when things are going really well and everyone's optimistic, they tend to outperform. Small caps in general, the last four or five months have underperformed the market, uh, and that's simply because of what I said before. Uh, it's hard for people with sizable position to get in and out of them without extreme price moves. So when there's this kind of um, concern in the market or you know people not wondering what's going on you know you get you get a couple of tweets saying that uh, trains looking good a couple you know signs out of China that things are looking better uh, the stock goes from 29 to 35 then you get a couple of tweets saying that you know uh, we're not any closer and we might um, we, we might do more tariffs the stock collapses so th- the good news is, that this is being news-driven events, it's not driven by actual performance of the company, it's not driven by, you know, uh, the impairment of results or things like that. It's simply being news-driven right now. Um, you know, am I buying more at this level? No, I'm not because I don't know the direction this trade thing is going to take. I don't think it's going to be a full-blown war, uh, but you know, that doesn't mean that it can't go on for another three or four months and they could kind of languish. There's other things that we own, I'd much rather buy, that I feel much more secure in than this. That being said, I'm still holding it because I do think that over the next year or two, it has a very good chance of being a significant positive performer. Uh, I do think that this trade thing eventually gets settled and everyone's kind of has a framework of what they're working with. And when that happens, once everyone knows the rules and knows how it's gonna affect everyone, I think the stock outperforms because they are producing good results. And they are a well-run company at the end of the day over the long term that matters more than short-term political spats with other countries so that's where i am with that and i think that um i think we're going to be fine in this over time the short term you know honestly might be a bit of a uh uh, headache but that doesn't mean that we can't make money in in the long term we've had plenty of investments before that were headaches in the short term that ended up being a fantastic in investment. So. Um, the next one is, any news about a Fannie Mae deal? Um, no, I, I think I just kind of answered that in the first question. So um, Okay, so here's a question. Regarding Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, one, according to the latest Twitter, Dick Leves goes from GSC referred to 150% of par to fully valued at 50% of par. Currently, this, uh, it was a, a note Dick sent out. Could you please comment on it? two yes I will, I think he's full of shit um, I don't know how you do an analysis of a company and do an analysis of legal um, res- legal legal legal, legal um, judgments and go from 150 percent 150 percent apart 50 percent apart in a week and a half so you know uh, the criticism I read of that is Beauvais just trying to drum up trading for his ODN Capital. I don't know what he's thinking. You know, he addressed, he thought they were worth 150% of par because of the the lawsuit and the judgment that came down for the Fifth Circuit and the fact that they are going to trial the Lambeth Court. Um, he then, two weeks later, goes to 50% of par and sort of ignores all that. So I, I, completely disagree with his secondary uh, assumption that Collaborate is backing off and going to only convert to junior preferred to where they are, at the end of the day, nothing can happen with recapitalizing GSEs until the junior preferred lawsuits are settled. And that's just as simple as it is. You know, sometimes people get lost in the minutiae of things and just forget the bigger picture. The bigger picture is until these lawsuits are gone, they can't recapitalize the GSEs. So that's their grand goal, and that's what I want to have. No one's going to buy into a common stock offering with the liability of these junior preferred lawsuits overhanging. No one's going to do it. So, you know, and there's actually, I haven't seen a statement from Calabria saying he's backing off. These are people talking with him. It's just the usual sources here, sources there, bullshit stuff. So I, I don't give any credence to that whatsoever. If we will be asked to voluntarily convert our preferred to commons at par of preferred, do you think we should hold or convert in short or long term? I um, I can't answer that question until I know the conversion price, the conversion ratio, and when they're being converted. So it's, it's kind of putting the cart before the horse. We don't even know if we're going to be converted, right? We don't know that for a fact. We could be given par plus dividends and then whatever so there's nothing to say that um we're going to be asked to convert i I do think we will eventually but a lot of whether you hold or not depends on what the conversion stuff is starting to look like uh three glenn and other readers recently discussed about the possibility increasing liquidation preference and treasury's possible upcoming letter of agreement one reader said this is exact copy of 2017 agreement with bigger buffers can can be done on the spot. That's why it, that's why it increased your liquidation preference. This is done to stop worth sweep as fast as they can. The whole network sweep is being renegotiated. So if you believe it stays, you should worry. Otherwise, it's a technical trick to get it done fast. Is he right? What's your take on this, please? So, I mean, at the end of the day, they can negotiate whatever they want with the network sweep. So, yeah, all of that could happen. But they, but both Mnuchin and both Calabria have said their main goal is to end the net worth sweep. Period. They can't increase, you know, what happens after that is, is, can be done in a second agreement. This agreement coming up does not need to be a complete agreement in its entirety where the net worth sleep is abolished and they then decide how they're gonna recapitalize the company, what they do doing the junior preferreds, and what they're gonna do with the warrants. I, I would be very surprised if any of that was included in this. I think there's gonna be a simple statement Sunday night or Monday morning that says, we are ending the network sleep effective, you know, whatever, today, um, and we're gonna allow the, the um, GSEs to rebuild capital gravitating their earnings. I do think that's as simple as it's gonna be. I think as we go forward, we'll get more data out of that. But this is going to be the first step. Um, And I I think a lot of this stuff is making a lot of assumptions um, about things that are kind of far down the road and depend on a lot. You know, the, um, the, uh, (coughs) the Fifth Circuit, the plaintiffs, the shareholders, have requested to go right to the Supreme Court. They want their case heard before the Supreme Court. You have conflicting, and it probably will because you have Conflicting circuit court opinions, which typically it's a trigger for the Supreme Court to get involved, right? Because this this circuit court said this, this circuit court said that. The only person above those circuit courts to adjudicate who's right or who's wrong is the Supreme Court. So rather than go to the dog and pony show of an appeal and this and that, they've requested this, 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 just screw it, go right to the Supreme Court. Um, you know, so depending how that goes then you get a different scenario when it comes to what the government's going to do. So there's a lot of, lot of things going on, but you know, at the end of the day, number one thing is to stop the network sweep. The government needs to do what they've said they're going to do and the time they said they're going to do it. It hasn't happened so far with the GSEs. You know, we've been talking about this since May. First it was end of June then it was late summer, then it was September, October. So we need to have them say, this is what we're going to do with the GSEs. We need to have them come through, and they need to do it. And all they need to do is stop the network split. That's Once that's done, you're going to see a lot of people change their tune because, okay, this thing is really going to happen. There's still a lot of people who think they're never coming out of sec- uh, conservatorship. There's still a lot of people who assume this is never going to end, that all this is just... Posturing and talking and stuff like that and this is never even going to happen and once it starts happening once they start letting the earnings Then you're going to start having different conversations um, Sorry to ask about GameStop again Since I asked about this last week. Here's a brief investment from Bury, in case you haven't seen it It's quite compelling to see the short-term catalyst from huge buyback plan pushed by now activist dr. Bury. I think the bear thesis folks on a dying business console gaming platform but I, have digged, I have, but I have digged, I think he's saying trying to, I haven't dig too deep in this yet. What's your take? So I went short GameStop for years. Um, and obviously closed my short too early. And the reason I closed it was because um, it does produce some cash. And it did have a set in a balance sheet. And, you know, they could come in and do something like this. They haven't so far. And I still view this as a blockbuster. Blockbuster had lots of chances to stop the bleeding in its operations and didn't do it. You know, the simplest thing to do for GameStop right now is to to, to just basically close up shop, buy back as much stock, distribute stuff to shareholders and get out. But management's never gonna do that. You know, the, the whole thesis between GameStop for the last two or three years has been, it's a dying business, they're sitting on cash, buy back the stock make the price go up but they haven't done it and the more they haven't done it the more the business dies and the business just keeps dying it keeps dying at an increasing rapid, rapid pace so you know management doesn't want to give up a job once once they complete the buyback okay look at it this way they do a quick-term buyback and I don't know I guess what you need to look at to see a manager's willingness is when are management's options gonna vest, right What's the best case scenario for management to make the most money on this regarding options and things like that, that they can cash in, right? Because what's going to happen is when you have a dying business that's sitting on some cash, they go in and buy back this stock. That's it. They're done. You get a short-term bump in price in a dying business that has no more cash now. So what happens to the next step? Eventually they fall into Chapter 11. So if if management options has a boatload of options or a slug of options that they can vest in six months. Or that would be the probably date you're looking at. Or if they don't invest for a year or two, and what price they invest at. That's what you're looking at. And if they have options that, they, that are sitting at 23 or $20 a share, right, and, you know, what's, hold on, let me look here. What's the stock sitting at? stock's sitting at five, even if they bought back a ton of stock, you're not going to get that kind of bump in the stock price. right You make it 30 40%, which places it up to seven, eight bucks a share. You're not going to get it to 13, 14 bucks a share. And if that's where all the Rapsons are shitting, they're done. The, the management not going to do it. Management rather let the business die for the next two or three years to collect their million dollar salaries. do this one-time bump in the stock price not be able to cash in any options not be able to make much money on it and then the business dies because because you've drained it of the only thing it has left so i don't i know i could it happen yes and if it does happen where there'll be will will there be money to be made short term it's a short-term trade absolutely but you know it's been an obvious thing for quite some time Right? The stock went down to three bucks a share, and did management enact a buyback? No, There's a four did bucks a share. Did they enact a the buyback? No, it's gone up from three to, three to five because Burry's been screaming for a buyback, so people are saying they might enact one. But let's be honest, the time to buy back shares is a three or four bucks a share. Right? If you want to get the maximum effect, the maximum size buyback, you do it when it starts at $3 a share. They chose not to. There's a very good reason they chose not to. And I think the reason is that no matter what they did with the buyback, they weren't gonna be in the money in their options. So let's see if we can hold on to this business in the next three, four, five years, because they got the cash to do it. It's not dying that fast. The cash can keep us afloat and collect a million dollar salary, three million or five million dollar wherever whatever they are, whatever they're making. I haven't looked into it, but you know, everything in the world has an economic incentive. Right? So what's the economic incentive for management not to do a big buyback right now? It makes perfect sense to do it, but they're not doing it. Why? Why aren't they? There's a, there's, a, there's a there's a reason economically they're not doing it. So, that would be um, that would be the only comment I would have on that is that, uh, you know, when everyone says you should be doing something, you're not doing it. There's a reason you're not doing it, and it's because it's probably more profitable for them to do it to not do one. It's probably just as simple as that. Um, let me see if I don't I don't, I don't have many questions at all this week, so I think that's it for the questions already. Um, was well, that October Fest this week. Had a great time. It was a great great event. Um, I did my presentation on TPL. So we'll see if that matters all at all Monday morning. Uh, it seemed to be pretty well. Um, received um, people said they liked it like the idea nobody had heard of it so that's always good I always like um, presenting companies that are new to people uh, that gives them a chance to kind of uh, you know read into it see what they want to do um, so that may take a few days for anything to happen but I still think it's a fantastic idea I think still think there's uh, lots of uh, Lots of good money to be made in that thing down the road. Um, looking at what's happening with the pipelines coming in, uh, looking at the size of the Permian and what's going on there. Um, you know what I'll do? It I'll, when I get back, um, I don't land till the morning, so when I get back, I will uh, post the um, the presentation that I did. I'll show you some way to embed it or create I don't know, I'll figure it out. But I'll do that so that you guys can look through it. And- see the presentation and what I did with it and um, we'll see what happens but hopefully hopefully people like it and uh, they react to it but there's some other good ideas is a one of the guys made a um, compelling case for Verizon and uh, there was a really neat presentation from a guy from investor business daily at the end so I'll see if I can get copies of those Um, I don't know if it's going to be possible I don't I don't know what their attitude toward those things is but um, I'll see if I can and if clearly if I can I'll share them if I can't then that is what it is but uh, we'll see and uh, also as usual um, we're having a uh, for those that are going to be in Boston October 16th and are interested in cannabis startups uh, we're gonna have a uh, event where we're gonna who um, the company I'm doing this for is going to have an event where they are going to uh, invite both potential investors and they're going to have a ton of entrepreneurs um, who are going to present and have ideas stuff like that and it's just sort of a, a meeting thing it has nothing to do with um, uh, nothing to do with um, um, yeah nothing to do with raising money it's just the, the guys are presenting their ideas and they're going to go through and, and just see what you want to do and things like that so I'll uh, I'll put that on the website again for those who may or may not be interested and obviously, you know, no pressure at all if you don't wanna do it. I'm just I won't don't want anybody to uh wanna do something and miss out. So and you know, nothing in it for me, so if you do, you do, if you don't you don't, great. But some of the some of the things that are happening uh in the space, um completely aside from, you know, the plant and selling the plants, the technology aspects of what's going on and some of the things like that are just really, really cool. Uh, so you know, take a look at that and see if you, you want to make it or not. Whatever, just reach out to me and I'll make sure you get an invite. So I think, um, sorry, this was a quick one, but there weren't many questions. And I think until we find out with the GSCs, there's not a lot going on. So I hope everyone uh, has had a great weekend so far and a safe weekend. And uh, go Bills tomorrow. And uh, I'll be if obviously if something happens in GSCs tomorrow or Monday and a plan comes out and if it's more than just uh anything that was sweep this is what's going to happen it's more than a two-sentence thing then uh I'll probably do another podcast so we can talk through it and read through it and kind of give my first impression of it but uh, if it's just a two-sentence thing so any anything that was immediately let them retain capital there isn't much to say after that so uh, have a great night everybody